0: Support for the show comes from SoFi Invest. Alternative investments are now available on SoFi. Unlock the potential to build and protect your wealth with alternatives including real estate, venture capital, pre-IPO unicorns, and more at SoFi.com Vox. Active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Alternative funds have unique risks, including the risk of loss, may charge high fees, can be illiquid, and may not be suitable for all investors. Prior to investing in any fund, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and important information contained in a fund's prospectus.
1: Welcome to the gastroenteritis Blues. My name is of course Steve Lipman. I am with Emily Cannell and Danville Pone. My first question is for Emily Cannell. Emily, what's your favorite icebreaker game from school or from Ooh. social life?
2: Um, I. This is a, probably an unpopular opinion, but I'm a really big fan of just fun facts. Like name a fun fact about yourself, because I think I have a couple weird ones. So, um, I like. You know them. what we're gonna have to do? Client.
1: round of fun facts so you're gonna go first because you already have some and i'm gonna go and then danny sunshine is gonna go after me and then we're gonna start talking about the six so you go ahead first
2: um you just want one of them or like a couple of my favorites i think in the
1: interest of our listeners let's do one and uh maybe we'll get some feedback during the week read the comments
2: all right so the one that i use that's the weirdest is that i only have 20 teeth like a child grown-ups are supposed to have 32 teeth. Wait, what? 32. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? I got them all, like, removed.
1: Hang on, hang on. hang
2: See, on. it's fun.
1: <laughs> Electively?
2: <laughs> no, not, like, not, like, uh, someone gets a nose job, like, oh, I don't
0: that my don't like my teeth. Need to get-
2: it, yeah. No, like, I, they were coming in, like, horizontally and gonna destroy Uh all my other teeth so they got cut them out like I don't have 12 year molars like they got rid of them then they got rid of my wisdom teeth so I have like big people teeth but I don't have like all the molars that you get as an adult like I got them now so at what age did
1: this happen um
2: probably like whenever your 12 year molars are coming in because mine were coming in so probably Uh like around 12.
1: Wow that's a great answer I mean this was this is your favorite game. And I have to say, you would never know that that you have like 12 less teeth than than us.
2: I mean, most people don't have wisdom teeth, so it's not that I don't many have less. any wisdom teeth. You know, it's only like two in each spot. So it's really not. Mm.
1: Dan, did you have yours removed? My wisdom teeth. I still have the other 28 teeth though.
2: Mine grew
1: in straight enough that they didn't have to get removed. So I still have them. Um well, all right, aren't that's a great answer. Uh the first the thing that I thought of in this. Uh, realm is that I broke my collarbone playing wiffle ball when I was in high school. Um, mm. Emily just left the call. She's not interested. Now she's back. Um, I, uh, I I was running between first and second base because I had the hit. No surprise. And ground ball went to the second baseman. He bent down to the base path. I tried to jump over him, took my legs out, landed on my shoulder, broke my collarbone. I still, to this day, have a plate and two pins in there. Uh, Dan, you're up what's a fun fact
3: I don't know how fun this is but I'm mm. I don't have that many interesting things but I can do a headstand pretty proud of that really yeah uh, cool I can't handing. I can't I don't have any other uh ability when it comes to like balance I'm very inflexible but ever since I was a child I could do a headstand
1: wow that's oh, cool. This is I really, can't this been fun facts we might make it a weekly segment depending on how much steam it takes up.
2: I have some more. So no. well, I You know what? Hate hey, icebreakers.
1: I'm gonna, maybe I'm going to hit you later with one of those. Then t- two truths and a lie there's there's all kinds of good ones. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Terrible. Never have I
2: ever, that's a good
1: <laughs> Never have I ever? Yeah. That's a fun That's thing. a different kind of icebreaker though.
3: That's not it like a professional icebreaker.
2: Be. It doesn't have to be.
3: I guess. Get your mind
2: out of the gutter.
3: I'm not in the gutter. I'm just never saying. have
2: I ever gone to a cadaver lab. Like you guys, put your fingers down. I would have to keep my finger down.
1: It's Dan's thinking them. about sick, disgusting, physical things that he wants to talk about. No thanks, That's... Dan. <laughs> All
3: right, you're right. I was, I was thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about sick, disgusting, physical things.
1: <laughs> All right, listen, we're back. We have uh, not not spoken to you, the listener, never went since, anyway. uh, since uh, free agency happened. And uh, I can give you sort of the broad strokes and then we can talk about each player. Um, the broad strokes are that the Sixers re-signed Furkan Korkmaz. They re-signed Danny Green and they added George Niang and uh, Andre Drummond. Uh, and they lost Dwight Howard and George Hill. So let's start with Furkan, who is the first uh, Sixers signing that was announced, I believe on Monday. Um, the deal with, Furkan, let's get to it. Furkan agreed to a three-year, fifteen million dollar deal to stay with the Sixers. Um, my initial reaction to that is that it's great value. He's 24 years old, and it seems like he gets better pretty, uh, pretty consistently. He, I thought he took a leap defensively this year. I think he's just like a super easy fit on the team to play with, uh, pretty much any lineup. And uh, I'm excited that they got him at that sort of, you know, three years, fifteen million. You know, you can throw him in a trade if you need to. It's like a uh, solid size of a salary. I'm I'm excited. Emily, how do you react to Furcon re-upping with the Sixers?
2: I agree. I'm happy with the signing. Like I like you said, like Furcon's super young, but it feels like he's been in the league for like 12 years and he's yeah. like 20 like it's weird. He's one of yeah. those. Um we talked about his leap defensively that he's made and I, I think he wants to be here after he requested to leave here and no one wanted him and he found that this is where he's meant to be i think he's happy here i think he has found a home here and i'm happy that he gets to stay home so i'm happy to have you yeah
1: Dan. anything on uh for Kante?
3: well yeah i do think it's good value I'm, I'm glad he's staying around i didn't think he would honestly i thought someone would probably offer him you know seven million eight million and i don't think i would have wanted to pay that um but yeah it's nice to have him back he's besties with matisse which is great so always always good to uh keep the team friendships together so i like it
1: yeah um then i don't know if this is chronological but this is how we'll talk about him george niang uh signed a two-year 6.7 million dollar deal with the Sixers. uh he's from utah he's a very good shooter he has uh, shot better than 40% from three in his last three seasons, including 42% on 4.1 attempts per game last year. Um, handsome, very good looking guy. Um, Dan, how do you feel about uh, Niang? Did you know much about him before this? And how do you feel about uh, the contract and, and his fit with the Sixers
3: Yeah, I honestly don't think too much of it.
1: I, I don't know. It's
3: we talked about this a lot last week and like. I'm following, and, like, there are some things I can talk myself into getting excited about, but, like, that's just not one of them. Like, if I were in a more excited state with this team, I probably would have, like, watched some George Niang highlights mm-hmm. and talked myself into him. But, like, I don't know. Maybe he'll be good. Maybe he won't. I really don't care. Like, there's the, – I just can't accept that this is even close to the final version of the team. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you was saying it, like, I'm just, like – I'm waiting for other, other things to fall into place before I can even care about like a potential like ninth man.
1: I, I don't know. I, that's maybe, I totally get, that's, I totally that's get not that. good, but that's what I'm at. I totally get that. Emily, what about you?
2: Yeah, I agree with Dan. It's just one of those signings that's like, oh, okay. I mean, he is super handsome, does not bring the handsome quotient of the team down at all. So in that, I right. very positive about the signing um maybe he can get hot a couple games and win a, a couple games seems cool i don't know i like we've said the team i don't nothing matters until the Ben shoe two falls is that when the shoe what's the thing yeah, shoe
1: drops, chips, yeah. the drops chips, i
2: think the ship oh, yeah well you know what i mean <laughs> uh until that happens it doesn't really <laughs> matter <laughs> um then
3: we're going to can I just say it. real quick can i just say real Please. quick? that we yeah. are now, I think, strictly doing nighttime pods, which are always our dumbest and most confused mm-hmm. pods. So, uh, look forward yeah. to that. Yeah. I and think also,
2: it's... in my defense, I worked for 10 hours today, so my brain oh, is mush.
3: I wasn't, I'm saying for me, though, like, my head is just everywhere.
1: <laughs> and Emily has less teeth than us, so we should be making a lot better points just in fewer, general. Fewer, teeth. The, she fewer teeth. She has fewer teeth. She has Dan, grammar you're plays. not at school yet, okay. buddy. I, I will not stand for that sort of talk. You <laughs> think I'm studying. <laughs> All right. So five days ago, this was on uh, this was on August 3rd, um, the, the Tuesday, I guess, uh, Woj tweeted, free agent center Andre Drummond has signed a one-year deal with the 76ers. Now, I have to say, I have thought Andre Drummond sucks for so long. Even when he was good and making the all-star team, I was like, that guy sucks, and I would hate to have him on my team. And here I am, three days later, talking myself into it. So uh, Drummond is a great rebounder. I don't think he's particularly good at anything else. Um, uh, After the draft, Daryl Morey goes, listen, here's the thing with backup fives on this team. They got to either be able to switch or they got to be able to shoot. And uh, then two days later, he's like, fuck it, let's sign Drummond, like whatever, who cares? So uh, Drummond, of course, can do neither of those things. He had a long sort of rivalry, but very one-sided rivalry with Embiid. Um, Okay, so what is your reaction to the Sixers signing Drummond for the minimum, which people are saying is actually very good value in terms of like dollars and cents. And does this do anything for your opinion on the Ben thing, because it seems uh, uh, completely abundantly clear to everyone that uh, Simmons with a non-shooting center doesn't work. So uh, does this lend anything to you thinking that Ben is gone or, or do you already think that the most you could think that? Emily, tell me about your reaction to Andre Drummond being on the Sixers now.
2: Um, so my first reaction was LOL, LOL. Um, I think that's what I sent in a text message to you as soon as I saw the news. Without the news attached, I just think I said, ha, 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 ha. Yes. Um, yes. So that was my first reaction. And then I thought about the time Andre Drummond dated the girl from iCarly for a little. Um, oh, was that the short person
1: from that picture?
2: The blonde girl, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a
2: famous so picture. So then I of thought about, England, yeah. I thought about that. And then after that, I thought about basketball and it doesn't change my mind because I think Ben is gone. I think that with Ben gone, there's worse backup bigs in the league. And if he sucks, we have B-Ball Paul, so it's fine. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, like, wasn't this man getting like large contracts two years ago? This is a huge fall from grace for him.
1: Big time.
2: Um, I I he's fine. It's fine. Who's better, Dwight or Andre Drummond?
3: Probably Andre Drummond.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah. he might. He's probably less fun, but he's probably better. Yeah. So I'll take it. Yeah,
1: uh, Dan, what do you got on the Drummond thing? Yeah, here's all I got. Uh,
3: so you know the uh, the thing that people do when you're like you know, oh, I can't wait till Ben's gone. And they're like, I can't believe you want to get rid of a, th- a three-time All-Star. <laughs> he was All-NBA, he's only 25. So here's here's some Andre Drummond athletes who's, by the way, Andre Drummond is still only 27, 27. He turns 28 in a couple days. He's about to turn 28, but he's only 27, only two years older than Ben, and if you only look at the number right now, all right? Two-time All-Star, only 27, two-time All-Star, all right? He was All-NBA, he was a, he made an All NBA third team. He let's see led the NBA in total rebounds and rebounds per game in four seasons. As recently as last season, he led the league in rebounds per game and was third in the league in steals per game and top ten in blocks per game. That was the last time he's getting serious minutes. So I mean I think we could do this all day. He's been top ten in he's been top twenty in steals three times, top ten twice. Both were in the last three seasons. Uh, Let's see, blocks per game, five seasons in the top 20. Uh, Yeah, you know, he's been – he, oh, once was uh, second in field goal percentage in 2013-14 in the league, Um, 12th in turnovers. It's just a season ago, the season before last. So, yeah, I think – I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm just going to act like you can just like quote a guy's resume and pretend that Lee league has not changed around him just because other people already do it. And it would make me really happy to do it for a player who's on the minimum instead of a max deal.
1: Do you think we should just trade Drummond for Lillard then? Like, why not just do that? Listen,
3: I, you have to think that teams want a 27-year-old who's already been an all-star twice, And was an all-NBA guy. He's only 27. I mean, come on. You can't tell me teams are already giving up on him. He's only 27.
1: You never know. Uh, Finally, the final signing uh, until now has been that Danny Green, somewhat surprisingly, re-signed with the Sixers. Um, uh, His buddy from his podcast, Harrison Sanford, had been sort of reporting uh, throughout the week that Danny and the Sixers were very far apart Clearly, obviously, now like a leverage thing, like talking about the other teams that were in on him, which I certainly believe he's a, a guy a lot of teams would love to have. Anyway, this comes to a head sort of overnight. Um, a few nights ago, uh, midnight, uh, Dana Green has agreed to return to the Sixers on a two year, $20 million deal. Uh, the second year of that is fully non-guaranteed, which is a really excellent deal for Daryl Morey and the Sixers. It'll make him a very attractive target at the deadline should they need to move somebody because you can bring him in and then if you want to just wave them it's you know nothing you have to worry about. Um I was surprised it really seemed like Danny was not coming back. Um he he obviously rolled out some critique of the Sixers fans which really went over great. Um he was an incredibly important player for them as a two-way wing who was like fits in every lineup and I think just makes the team better all the time. So uh obviously you know we'll we'll say a million times that this shoe is to drop or the chip is up in the air whatever emily said but uh i think that it is uh it's good news no matter what the team looks like that danny Green's going to be on it so uh excited excited to have him back i think that that was a very good contract there from daryl um emily what do you think about danny coming back
2: yeah i was surprised um like everyone but i'm the contract is great I'm happy to have him back. I we think we really missed him. I mean, I'm not saying we were one Danny Green away from the Eastern Conference Finals, but yeah. I think we missed him against the Hawks. Um, <clears> I felt really cool because I was actually awake when the Danny Green signing dropped because I was watching the U.S.-Australia game. Oh, I like wow. forced myself to stay up for it, and I was like, wow, I'm like on the zeitgeist. Like, I'm like part of the people, like, quote-tweeting and just retweeting woad shit at 1230 a.m. I'm one of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: But yeah, I'm happy to have Danny back. I hope he brings back his leather vest. I'm happy. I hope the big energy chain returns. And um, yeah, happy to have him.
3: Great. Dan? Sorry, I'm a little distracted. Did you know that uh, Andre Drummond has led the league in defensive rating and defensive win shares twice?
2: Um,
3: That's pretty pretty great. Uh, Yeah. Real bargain. I think uh, (laughs) offensive rating, he was once as high as fourth. So, I mean, we're talking about, it looks like a top five player. Uh, Excellent. Oh, so uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Danny Green, uh, really happy that we were able to resign him. I think that I agree. It was a really good contract. The fact that the second year is not guaranteed for a guy who's getting older is good news. It's only 10 million a year, uh, which is 5 million less than we paid him last year. And, um, I think really fair. I wasn't expecting him back. I was already planning on booing him for his comments <laughs> and I probably won't now that he's back. So, um, I think, you know, he was pretty, I don't, I don't want to say easily, but like almost definitely our fourth best player in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Seth really stepped it up in the playoffs, but yeah, you know, yeah. after a, after a slow start, Danny Green had a, fantastic season and yeah obviously uh i agree that we we missed him uh I, I refuse to make excuses i think that the hawks had better players missing so i'm not doing that thing but yeah we missed him and uh i think that he's a really good fit with joel and like a guy who like you know exactly what he gives you um and so i'm i'm happy he's coming back yeah
1: yeah um leaving the team uh dwight howard went right back to the lakers um, he seems very excited to be there and then sort of surprisingly, and I want to know what you guys think is going on here. They waived George Hill. Um, they, he had this partial guarantee, which I think was only like one or 2 million. Uh, and if they picked it up, it was $10 million deal, which just would have been really useful in trade, um, even if he wasn't going to play. So I don't really know what the, what the thinking is behind that. Maybe it's a roster spot thing. Maybe I don't really know. Um, it's sort of—I mean, George Hill was not good for the Sixers. That was a bad trade from Daryl. Like, it just didn't work out at all. Like, he was—he was not good, and we traded, I think, three or four second-round picks, which isn't nothing. Um, but I'm wondering what the sort of larger plan is, uh, because that's—that's that's a just from a from an asset standpoint, the Sixers don't have any salary per year that is like in that 10 to 15 million dollar range. So. Uh, Dan, do you have a take on that and, and any parting words for Dwight?
3: I just threw that in there at the end. Um, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Um Well, I,
3: we will say we do have Danny Green now at $10 million. Um, oh, true. But, Sorry. but I yeah, I, I agree. I wish we would have brought him back just because, like, he seems useful in a trade. To me, more than anything, it seems like ownership didn't want to pay to have him back, which – um, wouldn't be new. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I don't believe that there's, you know, some huge plan, not that, not that the front office isn't prepared or that, or that there isn't a lot of thinking going on, but I don't think there's a lot of certainty. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think this is like, oh, we had to, we had to waive George Hill so that, you know, we could make room for, x to happen i i don't think that's the case and and i think you see it a lot of teams are you know basically set and have exhausted a lot of their flexibility and the sixers haven't really they haven't done a ton uh compared to these other teams and i you know we'll get to it later but like it seems like lillard is you know obviously still the the goal and and the prize but i don't think that there's anything imminent with regards to that either so i don't Think that you could even tie the George Hill thing to a, a specific roster move that's planned? I don't. I think I. I don't know. I think that it was just.
1: I wonder if he moment. just didn't like it here and like. even then, you like, could
3: try to trade him. Like.
1: True. True. Yeah, I mean, they I still had He wasn't a free agent. Won him for ten million dollars, maybe. I mean, he went. We should add that he went back to Milwaukee on either if, if not the minimum, right around the minimum. So,
3: yeah.
1: uh oh, who knows? Um, yeah.
3: Uh, Sorry, my parting words for Dwight. Uh,
1: I'll miss Mm. him. him. Great. Love Dwight. Uh, Emily, any thoughts on uh, Sixers waving George Hill, him going back to Milwaukee, uh, and Dwight uh, going back to LA?
2: Yeah, um, the George Hill, I don't really understand the waving, but that's why they don't pay me as much money as they pay Daryl. They don't pay me anything. Um, In regards to Dwight, I'll miss him. I'll miss the frosty freeze out someone else is gonna have to take over for him um we need a good like spirited rookie maybe jaden springer can step up in that role um i think that'd be great for him that'd be a great look um it's annoying he went back to la because but i mean that's where like every old player is playing right now it's just like land of dinosaurs yeah. so it makes sense and it's kind of sucks George Hill like missed out on the championship and he'll go back to Milwaukee now and like they probably won't repeat, but you know, it isn't.
3: Yeah. It's a shame. Well, hey, maybe he could for have, him. maybe he could have played half decent here and we could have made a run. So it would have been nice. I don't feel that it would bad. Have, for
1: him. Would have been nice. Let's get to some of the signings from around the league with Sixers ties. Uh Nerland's Noel signed on the first day of pre-agency. A three year, $32 million contract to return to the Knicks. I love that. Very excited Happy for, for him. TJ McConnell, a four year, $35 million deal to return to Indiana. TJ had a great contract year. So good for him. Love it. Um, Rashawn Holmes, a four year, $55 million deal to return to the Kings. These are process fixers that are really thriving. Um, and then, sort of tangential to the fixers, is that Spencer Dinwiddie in a sign and trade uh, landed in Washington, and he has a three-year, $62 million contract there, where he and Bradley Beal will uh, try their hardest to make the nine seed. Very exciting. Um, Emily, do you have any thoughts on uh, those deals? The the process Sixers going ahead and uh, getting paid, or uh, or what happened in Washington?
2: I'm just really happy for those guys, and I also think it just gives credit to the front office at that time that they knew how to evaluate talent and spot talent. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I mean, I guess in the recent years it's been a little better. But for a while we were having, I mean, with Matisse and, and Maxie, I think it's gotten better. But for a while there, I think we've had kind of rough drafts. So I mean, I know TJ wasn't drafted, but I just think that we could have I love those guys. I'll always love those guys. Um so I'm really happy for them. And in regards to Dinwiddie, and it's fine. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. I think he's fun. He's good. But like, yeah. they're not. They're not going to do anything. Like, why don't they just like come play with Joel? Like, they gonna? I'll take Beal and Dinwiddie for Ben. Who says no? Let's go. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it right I like now. it.
1: Um. Uh. Yeah, and we should. When you talk about the process, guys, like, who knows if guys like TJ and Rashawn who have uh, now gotten paid. Nerlens obviously was a top draft pick, but like those guys probably don't ever last in the NBA at all. If not for a team like those Sixers that gave them all those minutes and like allowed them to grow and develop in the league. So I think it's just a really cool thing. And I'm thrilled for those guys. Uh, Dan, what do you think?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's nice to, you know, see those guys get paid. And I think we all follow along and, and root for them when they're not playing us or even sometimes when they are playing us, when, when TJ does the, you know, steal the inbounds pass thing, I think we all kind of find it nice, even if it's yeah. as long as the game's not too close and it's not the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to see. Uh And it was definitely a, uh, definitely a really good summer. It seems for, for former Sixers and, you know, especially I think Nerland's like he was, for a while i i feel like a guy who was kind of seen as a almost a disappointment like no one really wanted him off of his rookie contract well, and he,
1: he turned down that giant extension with right. uh with a dallas because he wanted to get close to the max and that really aged badly
3: yeah but he's but he had a he had a he had a really good year um and so it's nice to see you know his career starting to to turn in a in a more positive direction. I mean, he he was always sticking around the league and stuff. So he's obviously, you know, very good, but to, to see him be, you know, more successful in the NBA, is nice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, listen, we're going to take a, a quick break. And after this break, we're going to talk about Ben Simmons. We're going to talk about Damian Lillard. We're going to talk about the bachelorette. You'll have to listen to find out what order that happens in. Here's the break.
0: Support for the show comes from SoFi Invest. Alternative investments are now available on SoFi. Unlock the potential to build and protect your wealth with alternatives including real estate, venture capital, pre-IPO unicorns, and more at SoFi.com slash Vox. Active investing products offered through SoFi Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Alternative funds have unique risks, including the risk of loss, may charge high fees, can be illiquid, and may not be suitable for all investors. Prior to investing in any fund, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and important information contained in a fund's prospectus.
2: We're back.
1: Um, updates in the Ben Simmons saga. Um, this I thought was really compelling stuff. This is from Ramona Schobert. The Sixers are open to bringing Ben Simmons back. Uh, quote, I think they prefer that, which is interesting because they are canvassing the league to get rid of him. But um,
3: yeah, that's not sure.
1: true. <laughs> So, so um, I mean, yeah, of course. So Kyle Newbeck, this was an NBA Central tweet that Kyle Newbeck uh, quote tweeted and basically said that the more interesting thing that Ramona included there was uh, about Ben's lack of interest in coming back. Uh, Ramona said in in this sort of larger clip from, I think, the jump, yeah, from the jump, she said that, like, there is currently no effort from either side, including, obviously, including Ben, to get him back to Philadelphia. Uh, this was followed soon by a report from Jason Dumas who certainly had sources. I don't, he's not a fake rumors guy. Like he definitely has a source. Are we him. sure about that? I, yeah, I think he's pretty, I've, I've read enough and and listened to enough people who say like, he's got somebody like, I don't think he's scoopy.
0: A lot of his no deadline effect?
3: stuff did not, a lot of his deadline stuff did not work out. Like I'm not trying to, I don't know. I, I agree. I've heard people say that he's sourced, but also, I've seen a lot of things he'd say he's said not fully go the way you think they go based on his reporting, so I don't know.
1: Well, so here's what he said. Uh, He tweeted this uh, a few days ago. He said, uh, Ben Simmons has cut off communication with basically everyone in Sixers' organization. Everything is going through his agent, Rich Paul. Ben is open to the Golden State Warriors, though he doesn't have much leverage in this situation. He then did a radio hit Uh, On the morning roast, Uh, he said uh, about Ben, he's open to the California teams, uh, is what I've been told. Joel Embiid has reached out to him several times since the end of the season. He hasn't returned Joel Embiid's calls. He doesn't want to return to the 76ers. Damage has been done. Now, from our perspective, Jake Fisher was on this podcast and reported something very similar, that the Sixers have had a really hard time getting in touch with Ben. Uh, on any productive level. And uh, Sixers leaves a statement saying, no, we wish them a happy birthday. It's like, okay, that's not really the point. Um, what do you guys think of this stuff? Uh, most notable just seems more and more reports now of Ben equally not wanting to return to the Sixers. Um, Emily, uh, what's your take on the week in Ben Simmons rumors?
2: Um, the week in Ben Simmons rumors just continuously makes me angry. Anyone who doesn't return Joel and beat phone calls is just excommunicated from my life. Like, that's <laughs> about the biggest crime you can commit in this city. Like, not like what are you doing? Also, you're open to the California teams. Like, cool, I'll trade you to the Kings for De'Aaron Fox, like, You're so annoying. You're not from <laughs> California. Like, at least Russell Westbrook is from LA. Like Kawhi was from LA. They wanted to go home. I'll send you to fucking Australia then. Like go play for <laughs> Queensland. I, I, I do not it. care. Like it just makes me so mad. Like he just wants to be in LA to do God knows what. And it's like, you don't want to play basketball. You didn't want to play for the national team. You're doing stupid workout videos and posting videos in your pool, which like, that's annoying because you can do whatever you want in the offseason. but I'm just sick of him. The Joel thing sent me over the edge. I want him gone. Send him. Wow. I don't care. Goodbye, Ben Simmons. I'm done. I Thank I, you. I just
1: what in what a momentous occasion because Dan and I have been in this place for a while now. Dan and all me. it
2: took was him not returning Joel's phone calls, not his basketball right. play. Right. He lays an egg
1: against Joel. the Hawks. No, no, no. I'm yeah. fine He's with like off against the Hawks, he can't do anything. He's having a meltdown. But this report about him not responding to Joel's calls, and you're like, you know what? Go to australia how's that sound? get the fuck out um i'm just listen emily is happy to i'm happy to have you here uh we've been here a while and and this is just team we gotta we gotta get this guy out of here uh dad do you have any uh strong reaction to the rumors this week
3: yeah i mean but they're similar like yeah (laughs) like i would love to see like on the like oh like he wants to play in california like Great. Like trade him to either the Cavs Pacers or Timberwolves and I'll be happy. Right. Like, (laughs) like, like, come on. Like, first of all, like, I, I I understand that he's going to have preferences and that like his preferences are going to be, you know, at least, you know, made, made known to the team because I don't think the team has to listen to them, but you know, they're going to say, Oh, well, if you trade as we like here, uh, either way, just like, it's so annoying. Like I'm so, oh, I have been so fed up with the guy for a long time now and just all the talk around him, all of the defenses of him. And like, yeah, this is annoying. Like if this is true, which it kind of fits in with the Jake stuff. Like, can you imagine Joel Beat calls you? Like, I would never want to hang up. Like, I'd be like, how long no, can I talk? Never hang up. Like, I, I can, like, can we, can we hang out now? Like, like, can
2: we fall asleep on FaceTime and then I'll wake up yeah. and I'll be there too? It'll be great.
3: Exactly. And yeah, and it's, it it does suck. And, you know, Steve, you wrote about this, um, was it yesterday? Today? Today. Yeah. Today. Well, it was a long day, but I did read it. And, um, you, you know, you talked about, um, basically like, yes, Dwight, or like, Dwight. Oh my gosh. Yes, Joel. I love Dwight. I'm always thinking about Dwight. <laughs> See, this is why we can't do the late pods, but whatever. <laughs> um, but, you know, you talked about like, yes, you know, Joelle called out Ben and it seems like Ben is probably mad at him for it. And like, I, I get that in some way, but also like the sacrifices Joel has made for, you know, Ben to be able to at least give the appearance of improving, even though like, if you look, he hasn't you know really added any any skills on offense but like to to allow ben to to play the way he does has been like joel stepping out to the three-point line when he says he doesn't really want to and like shouldn't have to as like a very dominant post and mid-range center um and so like for ben to not feel like he owes joel anything after all of this and is just going to cut him off because joel basically made like a yeah he called him out but like was fair like when you play that bad you kind of deserve it uh he i think it's really like included
2: annoying. himself in the call out he was like like the full quote remember we talked to it? it's like i pa- like he passed up and then i missed this like it was like there was more to it but i feel like ben has blinders on about himself he doesn't care about anyone else well it's <laughs> oh, like
1: everybody idolizes like jordan and kobe and like shaq it's like these guys would have been losing their minds like Joel has shown such unbelievable restraint and like uh generosity in my yeah, opinion, didn't Shaq for, he like would
3: have like punched Ben or something <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: Shaq or Probably. Barkley said that um like he has like tiptoed around this thing talking about how shooting doesn't matter for an initiator for five years like you know come on like I understand that it wasn't the nicest thing to do. And like, uh, yeah, maybe in a perfect world, we're all nice all the time, but it's like, he also just got off the floor for game seven where he, as I wrote, like dragged around his torn meniscus to try to get the team into the Eastern Conference finals and then completely laid an egg and he was under the rim and he passed the ball. And that was a fucking big deal. So like, you know, I I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously I'm biased certainly, but I don't have an issue with it. did you have anything else on the uh the rumors from this week for Ben? Uh
3: the, the Ramona part?
1: The Ramona or the Dumas or any of it, yeah.
3: Um, I mean the I the Dumas part I think was just that you know Ben isn't returning Joel's calls and and yeah, so I mean that that's my thoughts on that. I think it sucks. Yeah. And the I don't believe that the Sixers have, have any interest in keeping him. I, I think that that's ridiculous. I don't really I don't know, Ramona is not a, a go-to for Sixers reporting for me. So, and most of the national people are not. Like, like I would but, never, like, I wouldn't believe a wind horse rumor. Like, it's like most of the ESPN people, I think are really not connected and are basically reporting, like murmuring from executives that aren't involved. And so well, and I don't woes, think much of it.
1: Even was that first meeting where the Sixers and and Adele's boyfriend met to talk about Ben's future. Like uh, Evoge included in there, like they still view him as an integral part of the team's future. And like they're including, it seems like what the the source would like them to include for leverage's sake. So I I just,
0: there are no no signs.
1: There are no signs that any party wants Ben on the Sixers. Like, Maybe there's a world where this drags out into training camp, but I'll tell you one thing: Ben's not going to show up for that. Like, Clutch is not going to let Ben like be there while this is going on.
3: They would not put him on the court to get booed terribly, to miss more foul shots, to for any of it. So they don't. I don't think they want Doc coaching him after those comments. I don't think they want him playing with Joel. Like, I like, and the Sixers have to understand that like that that is a real. Like yeah. that is like that tank's value further to have like, to have it be a whole no bat- longer yeah. deniable that you, Oh, we want him back. Like, yeah, you can say that all you want, but like I, when it comes to it and he has to be back and he's miserable and everyone hates him and he hates everyone and he's not trying or playing well or any of that. And he's just straight up, like not even looking at the room. Can you imagine if they played him in a game, do you think he would even <laughs> look once at the ring I don't think he would. I think he would be so, like, I'm just not doing it. And so there's no way the Sixers think that they're going to bring him back and put him in that situation and that it's going to be fine. They There's no way they want him back because wanting him back means bringing him back with everything that that comes with. And what that
1: comes with is a disaster. I do think you bring up a good point about value where right now, of course, the Sixers are sort of uh, feeding a couple of quotes here and there about how they are happy to hold on to him. Give us everything you have or we're happy to hold on to him. But if the season starts and he holds out, then you really, there's no other option. Then then there literally is no faking it anymore because he's not going to be there. Um, so anyway, I think that's a good point. Uh, this leads into Damian Lillard. Uh, Damian Lillard and Team USA won gold, uh, which was great, um, exciting. Uh, but now it seems like he's going to refocus his attention on the Blazers and get back. I think that, Emma, you'll know, is the medal ceremony tonight? Sunday night?
2: No, they already had it. They already did it. Great.
1: They already well, did the medal ceremony and it was great, yeah.
2: Didn't you see the pictures? This is where the pictures were from, the medal ceremony. I thought that was from post-game. No, because they all had their medals, and that's why US and like France right. and Australia You're were right. all together, medals.
1: You're right. I'm so sorry. All right, so we'll get to the, trust us, we'll get to the pictures. Um. Uh, it, in terms of the Portland show, like, so before or while he was in uh, Tokyo or whatever, when the Henry Abbott report came out about him wanting out, he basically said to the media, the roster is not good enough. We have to get better on the roster. The coaching change isn't enough. I want to win a title, and we need to have a roster that looks like it can contend for a title. Here's what the uh, uh, Blazers did in the offseason they paid Norman Powell $90 million over five years. I think that's a terrible contract I just think it's awful um he had a good year last year but I, I don't see it anyway he Norman Powell was on the roster that Dame is saying it's not good enough then they signed Cody Zeller, uh Tony Snell and one other asshole they signed some uh, some guy do you know Dan no
3: I had a busy week
1: <laughs> okay they signed they signed some other like minimum level ish guy so then the reporters asked Dame, uh, basically what he thought about the uh, Trailblazers offseason. And here's what Dame said. Uh, When you go into free agency and things like this, you never know what happens. You never know where guys are going to end up and why they go there. You just try to have conversations and convince guys to be part of the team. And obviously this go around We weren't able to go out there and just get some of the guys that we would have liked. This is a tough welcome for those guys. It's like the star of the team is being like, this sucks, man. These are the guys. like didn't really want Um, you. And down the list, you go through that and guys are out there that uh, who haven't committed to a team or was part of your plans in free agency. Uh, and you get the ones that want to be a part of what you're doing. And I think that's what we did. Um, so basically Dame saying he's unhappy with the additions. Of course um, they didn't really add anybody that is uh, that will change their championship outlook at all. Um, the other, the Sixers added Phil Beckner as a coaching consultant. This is from friend of the podcast, Yaron Weitzman. Weitzman uh, Beckner is expected to assist the coaching staff in several areas. Beckner is a former Weaver State assistant coach and longtime trainer for Damian Lillard. This is some tampering happening here. Um, And then today, uh, Derek Bodner wrote wrote an article for The Athletic, basically about how Damian Lillard is what the Sixers are after this offseason. That like all the reports about what they're asking from other teams, they're waiting to see what happens with Dame, they want to figure out a way to get Dame to Philadelphia. Derek brought up a really good point about how the other main uh, locations for Dame or destinations for Dame are no longer in a good position to get him. Like the Sixers have basically added a couple guys on the edges and that's about it. Uh, But still, they obviously still have their big trade chip in Andre Drummond. Um, The Heat signed Kyle Lowry, uh, a point guard, and they're also now hard cap because of that, uh, that trade, the signing trade. The Knicks, signed a bunch of contracts, mainly guys that they had, but they also added a free agent like uh, Evan Fournier. It would be really hard for them to get to Dame's like $40 million number. So that's helpful in the Sixers' favor. It seems like there's no mystery that uh, Daryl wants Dame. And now we're just going to have to see what happens because Dame goes back to Portland. And I think then we'll find out whether or not he wants to go anywhere. Um, Emily, let's talk about the pictures, but also all of that stuff. Uh, the pictures, of course, are that Dame posted a picture in his, like, carousel of uh, him and Matisse Dibel. Uh And the caption was, that's all, folks, which is also the shirt that Anthony Davis wore on his last day as a pelican. Emily, take it away.
2: So when I saw the pictures, I legit, I was in the car on the way home from a wedding and I screamed. And Jordy <laughs> was in Wawa getting me a quesadilla. So <laughs> And I thought I was alone. And then I came out and I was like going through the pictures one by one. And I was like, this is Damon, his gold medal. This is Damon, Jason Tatum. This is Damon. This. And look, it's Damon, Nick, Batum. they were teammates. Want to know who's right. next? Same and Matisse. He had, did not take any pictures with any other NBA players, which in all honesty, like, would you not take a picture with Patty Mills? Like Patty Mills was the flag bearer for Australia. Patty Mills has done like so many great things for Australia. He's like the first native Like Aboriginal like player to like carry the flag like all this great stuff. Wouldn't you take a picture with Patty? No, he took a picture with Matisse. What is going on? I lost my shit. Then I was like, I couldn't think or focus on anything else. And Jordy was like, You've got to stop. He's like, I'm gonna bring you down a level. And I was like, What? He's like, What if he posts the picture of Matisse because he knows that they're gonna trade Ben and Matisse for CJ, so they still will be making the dust on the blazer.
1: (laughs) That's so funny that is boy that would suck that would and i was
2: tough. like oh and so he did take me down a few levels but i think he half <laughs> is just messing with us and it half means something and i don't know which side to give my heart to i should do the messing with us because it so inevitably, will be a downfall that will be less painful. But I tend to just go all in and then have my heart broken.
1: So that's where we are. Do right you now. think there's anything to? Do you think the caption is anything? Like, do you no, think that? I that's... don't. The caption. Okay, no. I just
2: think he's like words on West Tokyo. Like, okay. He was in. He was in stupid. Uh, what's it called? Space Jam. He was Kronos. There was Dame Time. That's all. For it's fine. He's promoting okay. the movie. It's fine.
1: All right. All right. Fine. Uh, Dan, any reaction to the stuff with Dame? Uh, And where are you leaning prediction wise about uh, what's going to happen with him?
3: Yeah, I'm still going to stick with my, I think it's more likely he stays because I still, I hope I'm really wrong on this. I still get the vibe that, you know, he's, he says, you know, we're not good enough. And, and, you know, we talked about it before, like what, moves realistically does he think they can even make like that team is doesn't have much flexibility they don't have a ton of assets and so obviously they didn't do make any huge changes and I think he knew they weren't going to make any huge changes yeah you know I understand the Olympics and and maybe not wanting to do it and take attention away from the team but I still think we really haven't heard much like we've heard like he wants to see change and this and that But I still think overall, like, we, we, I don't, have we even heard like a, like an ultimatum, like even not from his mouth, but like reported like, oh, he will request a trade if this doesn't happen. I feel like all we've heard is like, he wants to see change. But I also think he like really wants to be a lifelong blazer and likes that he's on the West Coast, which is near where he grew up, at least way nearer than Philly or New York. Um, If he asks out, I think, He might prefer the Knicks and have the Sixers second, which I think is kind of weird because I think you can go play with Joel now as opposed to like having to recruit another star, which is why he's leaving in the first place. But I think that there's something about like the huge city. Um, I think the Sixers could probably put together the best package though. And and probably um, are like one of his destinations where it's like, he's not going to be mad if they trade him there and it won't be like disrespecting like a franchise legend. So if he asks out, I think the Sixers have a good of a chance as anyone. I just, and maybe this is me like not letting myself get my hopes up. Sure. I'm so crushed when we didn't get Harden, but like, I don't know. I, I still feel like something is telling me that maybe he's just going to stay because he was never really not going to stay.
1: So, uh, first of all, on the Blazers' lack of moves, the other thing that uh, Spike Eskin brought up on uh, right Ricky Sanchez is that teams around the league are also not super eager to consummate a trade with the Blazers that helps Dame stick around longer. Like, they're not really into – like, obviously, Dame is the, the crown jewel for everybody looking around the league, and they're not really going to try to help Neil Olshay keep him around longer. Um, we're just going to see, like, I, I think if that, what we really know is that right now, currently, as far as all the reporting we have, is that he's undecided. Like, I don't think that there's anything that has, you know, the last thing that Dame outwardly said about this is that I've made no firm decisions on my future. Um, he gave lots of damning reports or quotes, uh, to Chris Haynes, the same day that the first Henry Abbott thing came out. He had that interview with Haynes where he basically said, I was looking around after the playoffs when we lost to that Denver team and thinking, like, this isn't it. Like, I can't win a title. Like, we need big changes. No changes have happened. So, uh, you know, I think that always, percentage-wise, it's going to be more likely that the guy stays, especially when he's been there this long. But I think that there's tons and tons of smoke about Lillard and, like, wanting out. And I think, I really think if if there wasn't a chance Daryl would have traded Ben already. Like I really think that Daryl has more intel than than certainly we as the public do, and I think that he has some idea that there is some percentage chance that Dame is going to ask out of there. Um, I I think it makes sense that he wouldn't want to ask out while he's like trying to win gold with Team USA. Like he doesn't seem like that kind of guy who would sort of turn the whole thing into a circus, and doesn't seem like something. But, like, you know, the the question is like, was that Henry Abbott thing complete bullshit? And, like, or did he like scoop it too early? And Dame is not comfortable doing that just yet. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Now the offseason has started. And as a Sixers fan, I'm thankful that uh, nothing has happened for the Blazers that would make Dame feel any better about uh, them winning the title. Um, That's it. I think we're still waiting on him. Uh, Joel Embiid and Daryl Moore were playing tennis um, at Drexel. Um, oh, Daryl's been really annoying me. Daryl's been doing some bad tweeting, man. He's been doing some bad tweeting. Um, Emily, who's the most famous person you've ever played tennis with?
2: Um, my dad. That's great. Love it. He played football in college. That's his claim to fame. How many teeth does he have? He has all, no, he doesn't have his wisdom teeth, so he has 30, I mean, 28, I guess.
1: Mm. Okay, all right, good to know.
2: Um,
1: finally, uh, I think the last thing that we have before Bachelorette talk is that the Summer League Fixers start on Monday night or on Monday afternoon, four o'clock. Um, the Summer League roster is stacked. Tyrese Mackey is playing, uh, which I was sort of surprised by because I, I don't know, I just thought that he might've graduated past that, but he's playing. Uh, along with Jaden Springer, b Paul, friend of the podcast. Um, Who else? Philip Petrusev, great. Um, uh, Who else? Uh, Braxton Key, Aaron Henry, who is one of the Sixers two-ways, and Rajon Tucker has been re-signed on a two-way as well. Um, And then finally, uh, the Sixers, this is from Keith Pompey, another friend of the podcast, the Sixers added combo guard Devontae Green to their NBA Summer League roster. Green, a younger brother of Sixers' small forward Danny Green, practiced with the team for the first time on Sunday. They added Danny's brother, just like they added Tobias's brother last year. Um, what are you looking for with the Summer League Sixers' Emily?
2: Um, I'm just looking for fun. b Paul wants to average a triple-double, so I'd love that for him.
1: Did he say um, that? Yes. <laughs> oh, I missed that. That's great.
2: Um. So I I hope that that happens for him. I just I don't ever like put too much stock into summer. League. I'm not going to call anyone a bust from summer league. Yeah. Um. Or like anoint them the next whoever from summer league. But I think it's fun. I would like to go to summer league sometime. i would be just putting it out there. Maybe next year. Summer 2022. Do it there. Yeah. You know.
1: Um. Dan, what about you? What uh, what are you looking for for the Summer League Sixers?
3: Yeah, I'd like to see some good highlights from the guys who will actually be on the Sixers. I think that would be fun. I am not going to have time to watch these games, but it would be nice if I could see some Jaden Springer highlights and pretend that that's, you know, basically what all of his plays look like and, you know, think that he's basically... Uh, a future star, so that's what I'm looking
1: for. I would love to see Maxi just like too good for Summer League. Like he plays like two games, and then the Sixers just take him out because he's just like too valuable and and ascended too high. So that would be great. That would be very fun. Um, finally, Bachelorette the finale happens on Monday night. Um Dan, first all, are you brought up the guy is not no? I
3: would I had orientation all week. I didn't have I was doing stuff up until we even started the plot, so I am behind. Don't worry about
1: it. And and you haven't had it spoiled for you, like what has transpired, right? I
3: now. have not, but if you why don't I just leave early? You guys talk about it. No, like I'll leave you. now. You guys do two minutes of bachelorette. No, no deal.
1: No deal. <laughs> um I will just say good luck to all involved. I um, don't want to spoil anything. Emily, do you have, a, Emily, do you know who wins? Like, cause I feel like usually know. you know pretty early. You don't know.
2: I know i have tried to stay unspoiled. So I don't, I don't have any idea. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's going to be tense tomorrow, three hours.
1: Yeah, we will, we will see best of luck to Katie and the gentleman. Um, and to Keisha, obviously we know her uh, fiance,
0: um,
1: uh friend of, pod. friend of the pod uh we'll be back i guess next weekend with another episode of this podcast uh hopefully this week lots of fun things happen with Damian lillard um and the sixers and uh anything else from either of you before we go no, no. Be i safe will say be great. exactly especially for dan be safe be great we love you goodbye everyone
0: Support for the show comes from SoFi Invest. Alternative investments are now available on SoFi. Unlock the potential to build and protect your wealth with alternatives including real estate, venture capital, pre-IPO unicorns, and more at SoFi.com Vox. Active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Alternative funds have unique risks, including the risk of loss, may charge high fees, can be illiquid, and may not be suitable for all investors. Prior to investing in any fund, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and important information contained in a fund's prospectus.